On today's all-new Family Chatter, Steve and Laura go to a polka festival, Eddie Winslow moves out of the Winslow house, and we test our knowledge of sitcoms past and present. Mostly past. All of that and more is happening right now, so you might as well just get off your high horse and stop judging other people and listen. Days go by, the bigger love of the family. Hello there, and welcome to Family Chatters, the podcast. I am Chris McCarthy, the host of Family Chatters, the podcast, here to uh, talk to you again about Family Matters, the show. That's what we do here. We talk about Family Matters, we record it into a computer, I then take that audio and I put it out to the internet, which is a series of tubes, I believe, I once was told by a senator from Alaska. Fallopian? Yes. Um, Senator Fallopian? Senator Fallopian tubes. This is off to a tremendous start. Uh, This is kind of a different um, approach to the podcast today. Normally, I, I honestly, like I prepare a lot for this, which you probably could have guessed if you've ever listened. The whole thing, well, I've said this before, the whole thing is scripted, note for note. Uh, every single word I say, not this one. This one is is decidedly less scripted. They're not all actually What happened scripted. to your writing staff? Did you give them the... They Well, they're on strike. Oh, okay. So no, this is kind of a, a pickup podcast. It was kind of a, it was almost a last minute thing. I had a, a, a friend of mine coming into town. That friend has been on this podcast before remotely, he was on uh, via satellite, I believe, from Atlanta, Georgia. And it turns out he's not always in Atlanta, Georgia. Sometimes he leaves and he came here and uh, he's here today. His name is Stephen Shafini. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, your people, for flying me in from Atlanta for the podcast and putting yes. up in that nice hotel. And you, yeah, you just flew in, I guess, when? Yesterday? Yes. Follow-up question. Are your arms tired? I don't, I don't Can you explain that? Uh... It was as if you were flying, like instead of an airplane. Oh my, mm-hmm. yeah, Lil. I wrote that joke. Really? I made that up. Wow, we really need to get those writers back. Yeah, I know, right? Yep. So uh, so thank you for being here. Thanks. Uh, this is your second time on the show. This is my second Family Matters episode that you made me watch. Yes, I did force this. you to watch it. You said, can we please not watch it? And I said, nope. Well, it's Saturday night, and we're sitting here watching Family Matters, <laughs> yes. taking notes diligently because uh-huh. that's what's cool. What cool guys do. This is what you do. First line of my dating profile is how I usually spend a Saturday night with a couple of friends named Carl and Eddie. Mm-hmm. And then, if you don't know what that means, fuck you. Fuck you. Yep. Fuck you, amateur. Okay. Fuck you. Because I got an Eddie Winslow tattoo on my taint, and if you don't fucking a, like a, it, uh, a taint too, if you will. It's a taint too. Great. Not to be confused with a taint one. Right. Hey, ready? Listen to this. We're recording yet? <laughs> very late. <laughs> that was the, the worst time rim shot ever. I have a bunch of new sound effects I'm going to use today. I, somehow so. I found out that Milton Burl had a huge dick, and I'm looking how I could work that into the podcast. What do you mean somehow you found out? <laughs> what does that mean? I, I don't know. It just, I was texting. So it just, a, it came to you in a dream? No, I was texting uh, my lady friend, and we were just, somehow oh. the, it was just came up that Milton Burl had a big dick. You were texting. Yeah. And it somehow came up that Milton Burl had a huge dick. <laughs> yes. And it's and she said this, I assume, or did you type it and you don't you didn't even know why you were typing it? It was just like I didn't know why I was thinking of the round and round video by Rat, and you can kind of see his bulge. 
and I was just thinking of Milton Berle. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, I don't know for the life <laughs> why that came up, but I was, well, you I know, it, well, it's funny. I was, you know, we're joking around here, but I've heard that as well. Yeah. That's like an old rumor. Yes. That Milton Berle had a huge dick. He might still have a huge dick. We don't know. Is he dead? Yes. Because we did the, the ghost of Charlotte Ray in the last show and she's not and dead. she's alive. Yes. yes. Sorry, Charlotte Ray. We know you're a big fan. She's 92 years young and I ate her out. Hey, now. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, you're here. We're going to talk about a Family Matters episode in just a moment, but I figured since you're, you know, you're fairly new to Family Matters and and really kind of 90s sitcoms in general. We're kind yeah. of a little bit past your time because you're 97 years old, right? Um, yeah, I was actually doing the um, the Charleston with Charlotte Ray, and that's how I got her pregnant. Yes. Yeah, that's how we did it in my day in the aughts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a little... When I say Charleston, I mean anal. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. I always thought code. it was a silly dance. No, we had to have a code in the 30s. Okay. Yep. So, so far, we're about five minutes in. And uh, we've referenced anal eating out and I getting. Sick. <laughs> yes, this is a we're going for a record of the most repulsive things if we you could guys say. Like highbrow humor with a lot of culture. This is your podcast. This is your podcast, and this is your episode of that podcast. Highbrow folks at home, oh you Ivy Leaguers, lots of chat heads at Yale. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I, what I have for you is a, a little quiz. Oh right? God! It's right. I'm going to name a character. Okay, and you have to tell me what show. That character is from. Well, it depends on what the time frame is. You're going to date myself with this. Yeah, no. Okay, that's the whole point. So, uh, so I'm going to give you a few questions, and then if you get it right, I'm going to play like a like a ding, like a sound effect, right? If you get it wrong, I'll play. A, eh. I once saw that on an episode of Tick Deck Doe. Yes. Make sure I don't get that third dragon. Is Wink Martindale dead or alive? Certainly dead. I don't know. I I saw him on the Tonight Show once in 1987. <laughs> Uh, all right, so here, here's the quiz. It's called Know Your Sitcom Characters, <laughs> which I just made that name of the uh, game. That's up. catching all on. Right. Sweeping the nation. We'll Guess start with an easy one. Okay. Okay. Uncle Jesse. Dukes of Hazard. Was there an Uncle Jesse on Dukes of Hazard? Yes. <laughs> okay, then you are dating yourself because I was referring to Full House. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm sorry, you got it wrong. So I'm going to have to play the incorrect. Uh, no, there was two in Uncle Jesse on the Dukes of Hazard. He never. <laughs> that's that's the doing the Charleston with Charlotte Ray sound effect. That's... First of all, there was an Uncle Jesse and I ain't never seen him burn a gooseberry pie before. Oh, God, except the time he was in love. Sound like the oldest person ever right now. Uh, yes. Let's go with a. I'm the oldest person you hang out with. That's different. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so here's uh, you're not going to get any of these. Okay, so I'll, I'll just keep going. <laughs> Sounds anyway. like a great quiz. <laughs> really fair. Okay. No, here's here's an even easier one than okay. that. Okay. Um, maybe not. Luther Horatio Van Dam. Double team. <laughs> John Claude Van Dam, Dennis Rodman, and Mickey Rourke. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Um, what was the answer? That is from Coach. Oh, okay. That was Jerry Van Dyke on Coach. Bonus points. Is yes. Jerry Van Dyke still alive? I think he is because I saw him on a behind the island, the Gilligan's Island thing I saw on YouTube when I fell asleep. <laughs> you saw it when you fell asleep? So you dreamed it? <laughs> I dreamed. I dream a lot of Marianne. If this is a Gilligan's Island quiz, I would kill it. You dream uh, Gilligan's Island YouTube videos. Yes. All right. Uh, let's, give, let's, get you, um, let's get you another one. Lisa Turtle. Say by the bell. Yes, I have to say by the because it, nice. it was irony by the time I, like, I watched it in college. All right, let's hear the. Uh, Dame, well, oh, that, should, that should be if you got it right. Let me let me mistake. I'll just use this if you get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, um, Wait, hang on. So I was doing the Charleston with Charlotte Ray. That's right. So, uh, all right. So you got one right so far. And I watched the episode of Facts of Life where Natalie lost her virginity. <laughs> That's the worst. Um, okay, finally. Last, right. last question. Yes. Uh, this character is very well known. Student number two. <laughs> That's the question? Student number two? That's the character. I thought you were calling on someone else in you here. Have to say, like you have student to say number what, two? What show that character is from? Can I guess my so called life? You can. But it's wrong. It is wrong. What is it? It's actually Family Matters. Uh, it was one episode, and that was in 1990. Okay, well, I don't have the fancy internet machine in front His of me. This character didn't have a name, and I looked that up on imdb.com. <laughs> I'm really le- uh, <laughs> leaning on these sound effects this episode. We're light on content, so there's going to be a lot of sound yes, effects. I'm going to just fill yeah. this thing wall to wall with sound effects. We just wasted 30 minutes proving that I'm old. I'll just tell you I'm old. Um, but you know what? You know what we should do now? Yes. Is talk about Family Matters uh, episode 17 of the season, episode 209 of the series. It is called Pocapalooza. Boing. And the synopsis <laughs> is... Laura accompanies Urkel to a polka jamboree. Meanwhile, Eddie gets a new apartment. Let's uh, let's begin with um, let's begin with Carl and Eddie's storyline. Sure. So it all begins. Carl is sitting in his living room. Eddie decides that he wants to get a new apartment, and he wants to move out of the Winslow home because he's forty-seven years old. And he still lives at home. So he goes, uh, he goes, dad, I, I got news for you. I'm moving out and I'm getting my own place. Carl thinks this is absurd because why would anyone ever want to leave the Winslow house? He's like, son, you're, we're going to have to build another set for this. You realize that, right? We only have one uh, <laughs> budget cuts this season. Exactly. Uh, Car- and Eddie's like, sorry, uh, guess what? I'm leaving anyway. We cut to Eddie's apartment, his new apartment. He's uh, he's in there painting, and you know that's a new apartment when someone is painting it. Right. Dead giveaway. Right. It's the same way that when he knocked on the door, he says, who could that be? Yes. He says out loud, the knock. <laughs> out loud to himself, I wonder who is at the door. Right. And uh, lo and behold, we find out who it is, and that person is... My real name is Reginald Bell Johnson. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Carl Winslow, a.k.a. Reginald Vell Johnson, as told to you by JulianMorena.com. His gig tonight, the Java Monkey Indicator, which I just is a terrible plug because it's already happened. And by, the time, by the time, this by the time anyone is hearing this, this okay. gig has happened. But where is it? We might as well plug it for him uh, anyway. Java so. Monkey, uh, Decatur, Georgia. Okay. And it, ladies, you should blow Jim. All the ladies listening. Or if it's a dude, you're curious. He's curious. He's bi-curious is what I've heard. He's bi-furious that we're talking about him without him. That was pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> it's too late for that. I know. All uh, right. So uh, Carl comes in as we've established and uh, and he and Eddie was bragging about the view at his new apartment and Carl opens the window and goes, there's no view. It's just a brick wall. And Eddie's like, why don't you take a look out the window around the corner couple of bulls cheerleaders live there if you know what i mean and carl looks and i assume they happen to always be naked because he looks and he goes oh right i see them well i mean i guess they have to wear their cheerleader outfits while at home having 
pillow fights. Well, yes, yeah, yeah okay. that's clearly happening. Chris, if I may, yes, I'm a. I feel like I'm a Family Matters veteran now. This is the second episode I've ever seen. It only takes two episodes to be a veteran. One episode, as we all know, you're a rookie, right? Right. So I'm a veteran, and now you're a veteran. Yes, okay. after two. I have a theory. Yes, about Carl Winslow. Okay. I think he suffers from multiple personality disorders. Okay, let's hear this theory. Okay, because he's always doing a 180, and it's either lazy writing or they're la- the writers are actually well, geniuses. It can't be that. <laughs> let's, let's just rule that out right now. He's just like always contradicting himself. At first, he's like, he says he's moving out, and he's the worst TV dad of all time. That's another story. And he's like, what are you moving out for? You're you know, 29 years old in the police academy. You can just sleep in the bed with your mom. I mean, forever. He gets mad and then he explic- inexplicably changes his mind as he has done like seriously 15 times in each of the two episodes yes. I've seen. Yeah. And also he just for no reason becomes a perverted voyeur. He, when he says the thing about the Bulls cheerleaders and like you don't know which which Carl's going to show up. He's going to be a supportive dad. It's great, son. I love you. That's a yeah. great apartment. And then he just like it's like making fun of him for not having a good view. Well, sorry, we're not all the captain now. Carl Winslow. Oh, very nice. See, I'm a chat head. You are a chat head and Carl is the captain, He's the captain now, now as we've established in many episodes of this show, mainly due to the fact that once upon a time, Captain Phillips uh, was was taken by pirates. Yes. And then they made a movie about him called starring Tom Hanks. Bridget Johnson. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then and then Carl became the captain now fulfilling the prophecy as right. laid out in Captain Phillips <laughs> point being um, yes point being I mean like he comes in with this attitude like he's making fun of his view and then he just does a 180 and then he becomes a pervert and he actually tilts his head well you know what he saw those bulls cheerleaders they had their badges hanging out right it was the badges were out I mean that's alluded to clearly right it is and uh, and but you you raised a, an Interesting point, which is that he goes from being completely non-supportive in the first scene to the second scene where he's overly supportive. Yes. And is way into anything Eddie's doing in this apartment. Uh, And he's like, oh, I'll help you paint. He only has like a third of one wall left. And Carl's like, I'm going to I'm going to help with this. Yeah. And also, I think um, I think Carl's fatter than I've ever seen him. You think he's got fatter since the last episode you yeah, watched? Yeah, it was oh, like three weeks ago. And I think yeah. he's raped. Like those stripes that he has on oh, the Oh, well, there, could, not- there actually is a legitimate explanation for that. Pregnant? There was a... Yes, he was nine months pregnant. It was uh, kind of hush-hush on the set, but Reginald Vell Johnson actually got knocked up. The actual explanation... Yes. ...is that there was a six-month hiatus between like episode 15 and 16. I knew he was fatter. And you were right. Maybe you noticed that he yeah, was fatter because maybe he was fatter. Yeah, he was clearly fatter. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so you hear that, Reginald? We called you out. Reginald, the stripes did not help you. So, uh, so what happens is uh, Carl starts hanging out there like all the time. The next scene, Eddie and Greta come home uh, and you see them in the hallway and they're about to go in. They're about to get intimate. Let's be honest. They're about to fornicate. Yeah, there's about right? to be some serious coitus going on. I mean, like legitimate. They're going to get to know each other in the biblical sense. Right. He's going to insert his penis in her vagina. Yeah, for those of you who are unfamiliar, he's going to insert his penis in her vagina and through a series of rapid thrustum, thrusting, ra- ra- rapid, rapid thrusting. They call him rapid thrustums, rap- I believe. Rapid thrustums. That's how I learned. And yeah, I'm, give her those thrustums, boy. That's how the nuns taught me in Catholic school, and I turned out just fine. It's true. The old rapid thrustums. The old Father Callahan 5000. <laughs> They're going to uh, have intercourse, I believe, or yes. sex. How, I, how I, would I, you? He's going to pile drive that shit. Right. So they're getting ready to go in and make love or whoopee. 
They were going well, yeah, to. That's what Wink Martindale called it on, on Tic Tac Doe. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was Bill um, Engvall. <laughs> no, not Bill Engvall. Who is the. Bill Engvall there's, is there's the no blue collar. With our is the blue collar comedy yes. tour. I'm thinking of the host of the newlywed game. Larry was, the Cable Guy. Yes. <laughs> that's who <laughs> no. it was. Oh, Bob Eubanks. Bob Eubanks. Yeah. He, he used to say whoopee. That's what they used to call it. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But also Wink Martindale, you're saying? No. But uh, oh, I think, okay, so I you think were it wrong. Was, it was actually Jeff Foxworthy. No, I believe it was Guy Smiley. He hosted the uh, the game show on on Sesame Street. Sesame Street, yeah, of course, yeah. And they always talk about fucking on that. That's right. There was a lot of Muppets being malfucked. <laughs> Whoever is still listening to this, <laughs> thanks, thanks, <I> guess. <laughs> um, thanks, Julian. So they're going in to have sex. <laughs> How many times am I going to set this scene up? Um, but. <laughs> They're in the hallway, and you called before they even walked in. You were like, Carl, Carl's going to be in that room, and I was like, yeah, um, probably. One and a half episodes into Family Matters, yeah. and I called that Carl would be sitting there because I have never seen a show with so ri- uh, so many unoriginal ideas. Yeah. There was an episode of Three's Company where uh, you know it was the same thing where Jack was trying to get laid, which is what they called it in the 70s. And he, like he befriended this. Well, get laid. That's one I didn't think of. All right. So I mean, it was basically plagiarized from an episode of Three's Company, and not to mention the completely unoriginal green hair storyline. Why does that have to happen in every sitcom? We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Another tease. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a very it's a, it's almost so predictable that it's not predictable because you're like they wouldn't just make it that easy, but they do. Greta walks into the apartment. Mm-hmm. Carl's sitting there watching a uh, boxing match. Yep. And uh, and and he, he's like, oh, hey, Greta. Hey, Eddie. Why don't you come watch this boxing match with me here at your apartment? And uh, and she sits down next to him and he starts talking to her about boxing and she acts like she has no idea what she's talking about. And I have to call bullshit on that because the last episode of Family Matters involved this character Greta oh, in right. a boxing match. Yes. And he's like, hey, about that Southpaw. And she's like, I don't even know what you what. And it's uh, like you fucking you just boxed like you were into boxing last episode in this episode. You're acting like you have no idea what it is. Do you think that they film these out of order or wrote them out of order and never thought twice about it? I think I've established that the writers don't give a flying fuck. I thought we established that they are. They're so good that they don't have to explain anything. Yes, they write yeah, right. I mean, I thought I mean, I thought that Carl comes off as, as a sleazy pervert. <laughs> <laughs> This oh, is like boy. a Z Morning Zoo episode. Yo, it is, is yeah. so bad. And then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. So okay, so they're they're sitting there watching TV. Carl's taking over the apartment basically. Eddie walks away sad that this is happening and he doesn't get to get his uh, wiener wet. And uh, cut back later, um, they're still there watching the boxing match. He's now Carl is sitting in between Eddie and. Greta and they're all everyone seems bored except Carl's having the time of his life. Finally, Greta's like, I'm going to leave now. She walks out and Eddie's like, dad, we have to have uh," and also would you think I have a really great joke? Yes. Um, Tell me what you think. Just give me some notes on it. Yes. Um, When Carl sits between Eddie and his girlfriend and they want to do it and he's there, but they can't. Is that called Carl blocking? Carl blocking instead of cock blocking. Um, did you not get it at all? Yeah, I get it. Carl blocking cock. So you said this guy's name instead of cock. 
Yes. <laughs> okay. I, just, I like, I would, I, yes. I mean, we just set the bar of family chatters jokes so I'm high. Tell- I didn't I, know well, if that was quite up to it. That's why I felt like I had to preface it that it was a really good joke. <laughs> I didn't want people to just get taken off guard and be like, oh my God. A little warning next time, guys, with that great joke. Well, I mean, it's hard because we have a lot of awkward segues because we take family matters so serious. We want to get the scholarly and cultural impact. Right. And also, if someone's driving, if you're listening to this while you're driving and all of a sudden you hear a joke that funny, who knows? I, I might be held responsible if the car crashes. They might sue me right? because they go, I heard the funniest joke I've ever heard out of nowhere with completely no warning, and I just lost control of the wheel. So, <laughs> yes. You know, and like, it's not enough to show that um, Carl's Carl blocking Eddie. He has to literally. You know what? Now that I hear you say it, it's not that funny. Yeah, you're right. He has to. He has to sit in between them. You yes. know, because to have the, the metaphor. Well, right. Yeah, it's the visual. You know, the of same it, thing yes. they did in, in that Three's Company episode, and they're, they're they're pantomiming behind his back, and they're the least subtle pantomimers. How fucking thick is Carl? He's a cop. He doesn't understand this. His son's trying to get some fucking tang. He doesn't get it even after. Eddie explains it to him. And then he, he goes, gets it. yeah, he goes, uh, he goes, you know, dad, I, I don't want to be rude, but you know, look over here. This is your dish from the other day when you ate breakfast here. This is your coffee mug from last night. This is your whatever from today. You have all your shit here. And Carl's like, so, and he's like, you're here all the time. You have to not do that. And then it, it all of a sudden turns into like the sappy, um, father-son bonding moment where he's like, you're right, son. You know what? You've grown up and I just can't accept it. And you, It's time for you to leave the nest. And they play a very, you know, they, all of a sudden the music kicks in and it's the very kind of, you know, ah, oh, type music, like kind of like this. And the reason is, yeah. is that Hoobastank? Yes, that's Hoobastank. Oh, nice. Uh, okay, so I, I have a note here. I think that that music triggers Carl's multiple personality disorder. Oh, so hold on. So you think he's hearing that in his head? Like we're seeing it from the point of view of a, um, of a crazy person. There's so many things that drove me crazy about that. Yes, I do. One, it's much like the cabin of Dr. Caligari. All right. Number one is no one understands. I, I don't understand that. It's, um, it was a silent, a silent movie from Germany in like 1919. Of course, everyone would get that. Yes, I would sorry. think. I'm sorry. You know, Family Chatters has a very highbrow audience. We've established as this, we've established. Get all my re- references. Okay, so the things that drive me crazy here is, is uh, Eddie is such a pussy. He just can't tell his dad, "Hey, Dad, fuck off! I'm trying to get laid." Duh. Anyone, any male would understand that. And instead, he's walking around picking up his dishes, which has nothing to do with the story. Like this is your dish from Thursday. And another thing that bothered me too is like the the passage of time in this episode. You know, it's tied into the subplot. Like yeah. you know, like Urkel has his his lederhosen on the whole time. So how much time passes? And secondly, because they're just painting and it's like perfectly decorated. Like the next day, they have yes. all the props, all the dishes. So how much time passed? Because if 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 Urkel has his lederhosen on, then the thing is Saturday, right? But okay. then if he, he moves in the apartment, it's that same Saturday, right? So you're breaking this down almost like a memento type of thing. Like you're trying to piece it together, the timeline. Yeah. yeah. Carl Winslow, he has the, the guy who really killed him tattooed on his taint. <laughs> Just like you do. Yeah. You have an Eddie Winslow taint too, <laughs> taint as, we, too. as we've established. That's right. Secondly, well, Eddie's such a pussy. You can't, you can't just tell him. And how fucking thick is Carl? I don't understand what's going on here. Well, that is his plate. I don't know. I don't, there was a beautiful woman here and she ran off in a huff and now you're mad. Why? What's going on here? And then it's like, they this play doesn't this, add up at this all. Doesn't, something's going on here. Don't tell me because I'm 
chief of police, for Christ's sake. I'm going to figure it out. My virile son just kicked me out, and uh, the woman left off in a huff in a, in a tight skirt wearing fuck-me shoes. Hmm, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Something's going on here. Okay, so it makes no sense. And then right there, they play the music. Boom, 180. Suddenly, he understands everything. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, he doesn't want to impose. Suddenly, how? The music is the, music the, is is the key. Yes, just like wow. Victor von Frankenstein. You figured yes, yes, <laughs> you figured it out. So, uh, so basically, that's how that storyline ends. And Carl's like, "I'm sorry," and now uh, you know I won't come around here anymore. Except I'm going to stay here and finish watching the boxing match. Yeah, well, my son has a raging heart on. Well, they didn't really say he had a raging heart on. Well, it was it, more it, of a semi when I saw it. It was at least robust. At least, at the most, raging. Let's talk about Steve and Laura. Let's do um, that. Steve Urkel and Laura Winslow, they were the other main focus of this episode, and uh, it's all about um, Polka. So, I hardly know her. Great joke. <laughs> Well-deserved rim shot. Thank you. Uh, Steve Urkel is, and it, this is well-established in the series that Steve Urkel loves Polka, okay? So, he's planning to go to a Polka Palooza, he says, and he invites Laura, because now they're dating. This is the thing. He goes, uh, it's Polka Palooza time, Laura, and you're coming with me, and I got you a Polka Palooza outfit for you. And Laura's like, this is, no, I'm not doing this. This is ridiculous. I'm embarrassed to be at this, and I don't want to go. No, and I don't want to get kielbasa juice on me, she says. Yeah, it's funny. If there's one theme we have, other than Captain Phillips, is that there's more semen reference on Family Chatters than there is any other 90s sitcom because that is the on most Family blatant. Chatters, yes. Yeah, well, there's a lot of, <laughs> no. I'm saying it's coded on Family Matters with an M yeah. because they, get, they can't say jizz. We can say jizz on Fam Chat. We jizz. can and we do. Yeah. Jizz. jizz. We both just said it. Just it. Said you jizz. said it again. Oh, say, can I say jizz again? I don't know. You don't want to awaken Beetle Jizz. <laughs> You say say Beetlejuice three times, he fucking jizzes on you. <laughs> yeah, he shows up. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing. You can't get the smell of ghost jizz out of your clothes for a while, and it's no, Halloween it's for you terrible. kids. Girl. Yeah, it is. Yeah, ghost yeah. jizz. Look, you think it disappears? It doesn't. It doesn't. It never no, goes away. It never goes away. But don't get kielbasa juice on my dress. That is the most blatant jizz reference in the history of a show. That Do has you think it was long history that- of jizz? This is 1998. Yes. When this is airing. Yes. Is that a reference to Monica Lewinsky? Yes or no? Or yes? Sure. Okay, good. Yeah. So next scene, 3J is there with, uh, with Steve Urkel and Laura comes downstairs in her fabulous new polka outfit. She has decided off camera that she wants to go to polka palooza and that she's way down with it now. Multiple personalities are hereditary. Yes, it she, is. She is so into not like the whole episode is established that she's has so much problems going to this polka. She doesn't want to be seen, and instead of playing off that tension, she just does a one eighty and decides she's going to go anyway. Yes, why? Because that is how they wrote it. So she comes downstairs in this polka dress, and three J's there, and three J's like, "You look like a dork," and then they're like, "See ya, little boy who lives here. Who's we're leaving alone? We're going to polka palooza." Goodbye. I just want to say 3J is a little shit. And every single show, again, because Family Matters has not one original idea since I've seen two episodes. Uh, you know, different strokes, they add Sam. Married with children, they add seven. They added like another Chachi. And they added like a second Tony Danza, which we'll get to in a second on who's the boss. They always add another kid. They added a second Tony Danza on who's the boss? A nut, like a clone? 
Yes. <laughs> wow, I missed that season There's where there were two Tony, Tony Dances Dance. walking around going, Angela. Yeah. Well, how did you do it? Angela. <laughs> right? That's actually pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like there was ad, you know, the, try and get another cute kid in there and it just comes off as obnoxious they and trite yes. and it's, it's really bad and like 3J is probably the worst of them. I want to drown them. Well, that's extreme, but anyways, <laughs> Steve and Laura show up to Pocapalooza and they are dressed to the nines and they're lederhosen as is everyone else there at this very Polish and German uh, uh, event where no, everyone has an accent. Like no one is even like Polish American like it's it's like yeah. really over the top accents and they're all talking about eating bratwurst and stuff like it's it's very serious like you know Viking helmets and shit right so they walk in Steve is the most popular person every as soon as he walks in everyone's like oh my god Steve Urkel and you think it's because he's the only black polka enthusiast who's ever lived I think that's part of it I was thinking you know that was probably the most ethnically diverse polka gathering that I've ever seen because there was one black there guy. was one black guy exactly and I right. also do, I thought polka well, was black. A, Laura's black okay but that's his plus one that doesn't count <laughs> of course okay. of course I forgot so I thought that was a Polish thing and everyone there has these like stereotypical German accents Germans who are of course known for their racial tolerance yes yes of course okay okay and the weird part was and I, I think can I talk about Laura for a second I, she really comes off as a bitch. She doesn't have a single redeeming quality that I can think of. She pisses and moans about being seen at this polka, and then she just does 180, and she shows up, and I think she has multiple personalities again because she gets all jealous that, like, uh, you know, he delivered the baby. Well, yeah, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. They, that's what happens. So everyone at this polka thing knows Steve and loves him, and they're like, Steve, last year you... Uh, gave me the Heimlich when I was choking on a bratwurst because I'm a stereotypical uh, Polish uh, German guy. Yeah, and, and I then, think he was gay. Does bratwurst mean you know, he was deep-throating one yes. of the other crowts? Yes, no, he yeah. was sucking up penis for sure. Um, but And he needed the Heimlich. Yeah. <laughs> when it, yeah, you know, it's the risk you run. The risk you, you take a, you take a, a, Mil- a Milton Berle size cock. Um, <laughs> you take, uh, you run that risk. So, and then someone goes, this blonde woman comes over and she's like, Steve, I haven't seen you since you delivered my baby last year on the hayride at Oktoberfest. And Laura goes, Steve, you delivered a baby and you never told me that? And I actually thought the same thing. I was like, wait a minute. That wasn't an episode of this show? That should have been. Right. How many every sitcom has a baby delivering episode? Yeah. Yes, that's true. Right? That's like one of the tropes. That's one of the things that every sitcom Class gets reunion episode, yep. uh, delivering baby episode. In like a weird place, yeah. like in a cab um, or in an elevator. Uncle, Michael Keaton plays the uncle in the Molest Me episode. Michael Keaton? Uh, I believe it was Family Ties. Oh, yes. 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 I was thinking of, um, of uh, Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton, I think uh, towards the end of the silent, when the talkies came, he had to molest a lot of people. Speaking of Buster Keaton, I, I flew in one time to uh, to Atlanta, and I got to tell you, by the time I got there, my arms were tired. Oh, for Christ's sake. Weirdest thing. It was such a buildup for that. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> because I was sitting on an airplane. Yeah. There was no reason for follow. my arms to be tired. Right, exactly. It was just weird. I went to yeah. the doctor, actually, when I got there. I think Bilton Burl used that joke. <laughs> I think that's a Buster Keaton joke. Is it? I don't know. Right. Anyways. That's a great segue for Buster Keaton. To your hey, did you say uh, segue? Here comes a segue. 
and then it cuts to he wins the award for like uh, Poka guy of the decade or something ridiculous right. like that. And um, and we get introduced to this woman named Berta, who is a chicken choker the by chicken trade. Choker. Literally, that's what it says in the show. Yeah, this is not one of our dirty jokes. This is she was the chicken choker. No, and I, we don't. I, have we said anything dirty yet today? Not really. Not that I can think of. Um, except just now when I said chicken choker, but I was quoting that yeah. from the show. So, so what, really, she like jacks off all the dirty old krauts in the in the place. Is that what she does? Because everyone seemed to know her. Well, I yeah. guess you know when they get blue balls, they see the bird of the chicken choker, and she <laughs> tugs tugs them off. Uh, so <laughs> well, we 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 did a good job keeping this one clean, Chris. Oh, very clean. Yes. Um, this is not going to have the explicit tag next to it on iTunes. So then they give Steve this award and he dances with Laura. They go have a dance with your with your lovely lady and then they have a polka dance that goes on. Uh, I wrote down the word forever because it seemed very long like they were just polka dancing for a long time. And like a lot of spontaneous movie TV dances. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly in sync. Oh, perfect. Yeah, she's like, I don't know how to polka dance. He's like, follow me. And then they nail it. Because no matter how good a dancer you are, somehow you have like mm-hmm. mind meld powers. You can get that other person to dance perfectly. Right, like that. Yeah, is that a thing? If, some, if, some, if I, I'm not a. Let's be honest. I am not a dancer. Right. You're not. I know. I told you I was at one point. I told you I was a professional dancer. So that's why, not why true. are we here at your house with leotards? Well, that's another thing that we'll talk about after. Okay. But if I were to go out on a dance floor and someone was like, Chris, let's do a, let's do a really intense dance right now. And I would, I would clearly be like, no. Yeah. And they were like, just, just watch me. And then you, and I was like, <laughs> Oh, of course that, why didn't you say you're going to do that and this and this at the same time. That's, That's such a movie. It thing. It's like one punch, one punch knockout. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. Hey, watch me merengue. Just follow my lead. Right. What the fuck? What the fuck, merengue? Right. So it ends with a slow dance, uh, and this is a big moment, guys. Here, this is a bombshell I'm dropping right now on on the Family Chatters podcast. If you've been following up to this point, you know obviously that Laura Winslow was not always keen on Steve Urkel. They actually did not get along. Steve had always loved her. She never gave him, uh, you know, she hated him. Actually, they've started planting the seed early this season that they were falling in love. They've been dancing around it, and now literally, boing. <laughs> <laughs> so they're dance, they're slow dancing now to polka music. Still, there's no one else there, which is where's the music coming from? Because there was a band playing. <laughs> the room is empty. They're slow dancing, and Steve goes, "I love you, Laura," and she says, "What? I know." She no, says, I know. she doesn't. That's not what she said. <laughs> That's a oh. that's a reference to um, my favorite sci-fi movie of all time, Gremlins Two, the new batch. Yep, ah, Phoebe or Gates. Han Solo. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that right? Phoebe Gates. I know Han Solo. He's in Gremlins Two, the new batch. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think you're thinking of Poltergeist Two. Yes, uh, I always do that. So, he, and no, she says, "I love you too." Yes, and that's a big thing. Because they had never expressed, he's been expressing his love for decades to her. And she now says, you know what, Steve, I love you too. And if you ask me end the series, right, <laughs> right. Just cut it. Just forget it. It's done. Yeah. Right? It's funny. You mentioned that Chris. I have a perfect explanation. Yeah, she that? has multiple personality disorder. We have established her trigger is polka music. So she never oh. loved him. Refused all advances. Urkel being a genius is onto it. Plays a polka, pretends to like polka, hangs out with a bunch of honkies. 
And in Wait, Lederhosen, hot hunkies. Those are some sexy. Guys. You said hot hunkies. I got bratwurst on the brain. I'm not gonna you lie do. to you. They were they were fairly attractive. I mean, hunkies. Greta. What was her name? No, Greta was hot. Greta was hot. Yeah, no, that's the, Eddie's uh, girlfriend. Oh yeah, she was hot. I mean the the tug oh, job, the tug job queen of Chicago. Berta, the tug job queen of Chicago. <laughs> yes. All right. So saying Urkel's figured out that polka is what gets her get, goes her from from zero to panties around the ankles, mm-hmm. and so he's planning this whole thing. He's manipulating the Winslows just like Angela Lansbury and the Manchurian Candidate. Now that reference is fucking old. That was an episode of Murder She Wrote. <laughs> <laughs> she was also in the Manchurian Candidate uh, with Denzel Washington. <laughs> Yes. Okay, Washington. good. There was that was the or the remake with um, Larry the Cable Guy and uh, the puppet guy. What the fuck is his name? Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Yes, of course. I think of. Yeah, it was a Manchurian Candidate yeah. starring Larry the Cable Guy, Jeff Dunham and Angela Lansbury. The gun inside the puppet's ass. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he was going to kill the president. Yeah, and then Angela Lansbury is like, wait a minute. You're going to kill the president as in murder. I wrote. Anyways. <laughs> That's kind of how this episode ends. That's ex- actually exactly how this episode ends. Not even kind of. That is precisely how it ends with uh, Laura saying, I love you, Steve. Where's that going to go? Who knows? We'll have to see. We have to just wait and find out. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Uh, so that, I guess, guys and gals, is, uh, is how we end. <laughs> I have no idea how to end this episode. Wait, I know how to do Best it. Phrase. Here comes a segue. And I'm going to segue right to. And the reason <laughs> no, that's not it. Wait a minute. Hold on. It's here. Do, somewhere. do you have the Scott Stapp sounder? I wish that should be the next thing I'm going to do. Right. Although I don't know if I can handle that. I Man, any, any serious podcast needs a Scott Stapp sounder. It really does. And this, you know, I don't know if you know this, but my wife was a huge Scott Stapp fan at some point in her life. Humongous Scott Stapp fan. Really? Yeah. Did she have a webpage or was it just a Ricky Martin? She loved it. She loved him. She loved Creed. She told me at one point uh, earlier today, she was like, can you please mention how much I love Scott Stapp on the podcast? And I was like, I'll do I it. guess if it comes up in conversation. Is it right if I give out a real full name? And address? Sure. Okay. <laughs> She's been on the show. No, she, there's no way. To oh, okay. That. Uh, her name is Erica. So, and she left Scott's step. So here is uh, the catchphrase theme, and then I'm going to go right to you, Shafini. Uh, your yes. name is Steve Shafini, but I call you, everyone calls you Shafini. That's just true. For the viewers yes. at home, the viewers who watch this podcast. Who watch, who watch the thumbnail intently. Yes. 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 Uh, don't forget, you have to click play. You can't just watch it. You know how long it took me at my age to figure that out? I know. Um, I'm going to play the catchphrase music, and then I'm going to go right to you. You're going to say the catchphrase. Yes. I'm going to repeat it, and then we're going to get the hell out of Dodge, bro. Here comes the catchphrase. That's all well and good, but do you have boner insurance? Well, I guess that's all well and good, but do you have boner insurance? See you next time, everybody. Angela.